everybody. Welcome to the SWP. It's brought to you by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford, your Ottawa-certified pre-owned Ford dealer. They remove all the worries with a 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty coverage, vehicle history report, purchase financing rates from 1.99%, 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. When you're buying a vehicle, that is peace of mind personified. Check out jimkford.com. They're at 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house. How much do I need? Why would I want that? I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. Call or text me at 801-2659. Give me a call. Let's have that talk and we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Pass. Caught. Got it. Touchdown. Well, I don't know. That's Al Michaels with the calls. Not exactly. Do you believe in miracles? Pass. Caught. Got it. Touchdown. Anyway, the Rams are your Super Bowl winners. 23-20 win. Al Michaels with a call courtesy of NBC. It's going to be his last NBC call for a while for Al Michaels. Nice to be in high demand when you're 77 years old. Sounds like he's going to be moving over to Amazon Prime, which will jump into the NFL broadcast free for next year. Anyway, welcome to our show, kicking off a brand new podcast week. Steve and Jimmy back again, getting after it with more epic tales of sports and whatever. As mentioned, the Rams are Super Bowl champs. We'll talk all about that. Big controversy continues in women's Olympic figure skating. The Habs continue with their big changes. All still ahead. James, how are things? <laughs> Just uh, Stevie, I'm good. Yeah, great weekend uh how are you great thanks good yeah good 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 uh you know amazon prime steve amazon jeff bezos um is there anything steve they're not going to get involved in okay i i just expect i'm going to wake up one day and uh they're going to say and by the way uh uh jeff bezos just bought the city of edmonton he owns all the houses. He owns everything, all the teams, all the sports teams he's got. Yeah, everything. He's buying Canada, one province at a time, and one day he's going to own the world. Yeah. As, uh, yeah it's all going to be owned by about three or four companies. It'll be Amazon, yeah. Apple, and whatever Elon Musk has got up his sleeve, and they'll be doing everything. Yeah, I got to yeah. go get some groceries over at Amazon. My wife, my, my daughter's getting married this weekend. Who are the caterers? Oh, of course, yeah. it's Apple. Oh, yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, you know, you know, um, uh, Amazon, of course, everyone, I, I know people, Steve, that, that that's all they do now. Okay. They, they don't order uh, anything outside of Amazon. Like they, they stay home. I, I assume you could probably get food there now. I don't know on, on Amazon, but, but you talk about people getting locked in with, with the food delivery services, Steve. Okay, the skip and all these people and Uber Eats and all that shit. And then and then anything else you need, Amazon has it. Okay. So pe- people are never gonna leave their house ever, you know. So I heard that Amazon is actually working on something and they probably can do it right now. Because the big attraction with these guys is first of all the price, right? They've they've they got all sorts of inventory. Everyone has got their shit on Amazon. So uh, you get that feature and it gets there quickly. You know, you can get it in a day or two. I think you pay a little extra, no shit, you know, if you want to get it. But now I've heard, Stevie, they're going to they're gonna be able to get delivery within three hours right. of something that you order. 
There's a massive, uh, massive warehouse here, Amazon site here. I don't know if there's one in Ottawa. Um, oh yeah, we got one here. Yeah, it's just sprawling, uh, absolutely sprawling. So anyway. we have one or maybe two, and it's funny. Everybody that delivers. I don't know who uh, they contract out in Edmonton to make their deliveries for them, but they all show up in these vans. And I want to say it's like Intel or Intercom. It does not sound like a delivery service, whatever it is, but those guys have got, uh, they've got themselves a, a nice gig for sure. But yeah, I mean, Amazon is absolutely everywhere and it's certainly an easier deal. Like I get, for example, I just got two new water filters for my water filtration system. I'd have to drive to the other side of town to grab that. Instead, I order, and it's basically almost same-day delivery. Within 24 hours, I get these things, and they're cheaper, by the way. So um, the, the times they are changing, but certainly, yeah, crazy. yeah crazy. Super Bowl was great yesterday. Did you have a chance to sit down and watch? Watch the whole thing? Yeah, watch the whole thing. First time I watched a sporting event uh, that I didn't have money on. Oh, no, I did with you, and I forget how we did. I know. I know. Yeah, you win. You're the Rams. You have three and a half. You, I, I basically let you decide on it, and I'd take the other. And it was a flip of the coin game, and it turned out to be just that. Rams go up thirteen to three. Bengals score seventeen straight to go up twenty to thirteen, including ten points early in the second half. That was uh, quite a turnaround. Real momentum change. First play for the Bengals, like a seventy-four yard touchdown pass. The very next play, an interception by the Bengals. And wow, and. Right. Uh, the end, though, the Rams came back and uh, made a big play at the end. You just heard the clip there at the start. So certainly a very exciting Super Bowl all in all. Yeah, and Colt, right? It was the theme of the whole playoffs, that that every every playoff game uh, that I can remember anyway this year came came down to sort of field goal range, you know, yeah. uh, in around there. But uh, it, it, looked, it, it looked like Cincinnati was going to win that game. You know, they've got momentum, as you said. They they score a bunch of unanswered points. They're seventeen to go up, and I said, "This is done." You know, this is done. They got nothing, and then what the hell? You know, they, yeah. and the Rams get every every break on the last touchdown charge, right? And in a game, Stevie, in a game, we're up to that that point till the fourth quarter, halfway through, or whatever was the you know dying minutes, five six minutes, or three four five minutes, whatever. There was like two flags or something, right? There, were, there was hardly any penalties. Yeah, there uh, were two the really whole game, pretty- like you say, two the whole game. And then in that final drive, the Bengals took three straight, which uh, obviously helped out a little bit for the Rams. I, I didn't have any problem with any of the calls. Maybe the first of the three that was kind of a borderline defensive holding call on the receiver, but it looked like holding all in all. And, uh, and it's not like the Bengals didn't get any breaks on the penalty front. Like that that play that no I talked kidding. about, yeah. like T. Higgins' first play of the second half, 74-yard touchdown pass. He totally reaches back and gets the old claw on the uh, on the face mask of the Rams defender. I think it was Jalen Ramsey. And uh, Ramsey goes down in a heap, and he was just shocked. Like, how do you not call that as far as offensive, right. or offensive pass interference? So the Bengals got away with one there as well. So kind of even out in the wash, even if you had a problem with that uh, first of three straight on that final Rams drive. It's like the first time, Steve, I've seen it. Like the NFL referees call everything, mm-hmm. right? They call everything. So that was a real obvious one they missed. But but they, they missed a couple other ones, Steve. They, you know, the holding calls, which were as obvious as that face masking call. And I thought someone's, someone talked to them and said, let a bunch of shit slide, you know, in, the, in this game. 
There's, you know, the full tug, you know, the one where, you know, if you stay in close to a guy, Steve, you can get away with holding once in a while. Okay. Sure. If you're a defender on a receiver, you can get away with it. And, um, you know, but the obvious one is where the, you know, the receiver sort of pulls away from the guy and he grabs his jersey and you get the four foot stretched out jersey, right? It's like yeah. easiest flag in the world. Well, there was a couple of those that they, that they missed. And I thought, okay, they're going to, they're going to let a bunch of shit go here. But um, I legit think there's holding on every play in every professional football game, every play as a hold somewhere. It's just a matter of the referees miss it or they choose not to call it on this occasion for whatever reason. And there was also like a on that final drive, I think the Rams had a fairly obvious false start, but that did not get picked up by anybody as well. Yeah. So, yeah, who knows? Who knows in the world of uh, billion dollar sports, what is articulated to the officials uh, in certain well, games? And obviously and- you've got a big audience and you want to you don't want to rip the fun out of it by calling absolutely everything all the time. Well, if 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 uh, Cincinnati hangs on. And if they win that Super Bowl, it's for sure it's going to be like it'll it'll be anarchy with the face mask, you right. know, from that 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 big game. But uh, anyway, great game and hands down, Stevie, best halftime show I've seen. Best halftime because I'm all about Fiddy, I'm I'm all I'm all, I'm all about Snoop Dogg, and I'm all about Eminem, and I love Mary J. Blythe. I thought it was great. I really yeah. did. did. Did you watch it? I watched it, and it's just not my kind of music. And, you know, pick the year. And if it's not your genre of music that you enjoy, chances are you're not going to particularly enjoy the halftime show. I, w- I would put, like, Katy Perry when she did the halftime show, with the exception of the <laughs> drunk guy in a shark's outfit that was sort of dancing all weirdly. And Anyway, that was the star of that one for me, but... Yeah, if you don't like the genre of music in question, and I'm certainly not a hip-hop fan, you're not going to be a huge fan. But the presentation was very, very good. The whole lineup, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, and certainly all big names in the world of hip-hop and rap. And uh, yeah. everybody everybody had the same take as you, though, Jimmy, uh, that uh, they thought it was one of the best ever. But me, if you ask me, personally speaking, just not my genre of music, that's all. Well, the music, the music, that, that halftime show, um, you know, they, they did say, right. And if you're under 30, right. You're not going to like these guys. You're going to call them old men. Right? right. And, 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 and oldies, right. <laughs> Stevie, that rap, that rap hip hop thing, Steve was, it's now the oldies. Okay. That's it's true. Old. It's a hundred percent true. The golden oldies is what that's coming up. But the music was secondary, uh, you know, or, or, or certainly, you know, close to sort of 50% of that, uh, that show was just incredible. The different stages and they're walking up and down stairs and it was super cool, man. Super cool. Loved it. Loved it. You think about the oldies that we think of, you know, like 1960s music, like uh, three dog nights and the Hollies and the Beatles (laughs) thinking of, thinking of hip hop oldies and all the, all the swearing going on in it as well. Yeah. That was way back when I was a kid and we talked about them all the F bombs in there. Uh, geez. Anyway, uh, it was a great presentation. I thought, I think the biggest story that came of that was that Eminem took a knee apparently in tribute of Colin Kaepernick took a long knee, had his head down at the end of his, uh, uh, he played, I think it was, the, he did Lose Yourself was the song he played and he took a knee and I didn't even think of it at the time about it being a nod to Colin Kaepernick. 
some back and forth as to whether the NFL told him not to do that. Seeing lots of reports that he did, and I'm seeing ones that they didn't. But I'm sure the league, if they had their druthers, they didn't want any political statements in there. What'd you think of that? It was Eminem. Is that what you said? Took the knee. Mm-hmm. And the music. and Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, let, let's look at that again. Okay. When you, when you, uh, you're, you're meeting ahead of the halftime show and say, okay, we got, we got everything laid out, got all the choreography. And someone be, just let them know we don't want any political statements. Okay. We want nothing about COVID. Uh, we don't want anyone, you know, about the anthem and stuff here. And we go, okay, you, you let Eminem know. Okay. You, you go ahead and tell him what he's not allowed to do and see how that goes for you. <laughs> right. Snoop Dogg might have been, a, you know, he probably, yeah, okay, man, I get it. Yeah, no problem. But Eminem is like Kid Rock. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. What is that I'm not allowed to do? Okay. Okay. You just watch for that, you know? So uh, anyway, I was. It's kind of funny, James, that I look up Super Bowl review online to just sort of see what people are saying about it. I'm thinking about yep. football issues, and it was all about the halftime show. It was all about the commercials. It was about the rock before the game started. So that's uh, the nature of the Super Bowl, I suppose. And I, I, the rock seemed a bit out of place to me. This big two-minute-long spiel while he's standing at center field while the two teams are on the field as well. Not, not with, like, trainers out there and coaches. Like, they're literally ready to kick off. And they're standing yeah. there, both watching Dwayne The Rock Johnson doing basically the equivalent of Michael Buffer before a boxing match. Let's get ready to rumble! Right. Except he went on for about two minutes describing both teams and how awesome they were. And I'm like, come on, let's go. They're waiting here. Let's kick I off. Know. I know. And a bad outfit, whatever whatever he had, that purple yeah. outfit. But purple. Here, here's the thing that they're doing, Steve, that doesn't match up, okay? So you've been to concerts. Okay, you've been to concerts in your life, and from time to time, the 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 concert will will be whipping along, and then the star, you know, it'll be like like Stevie Wonder or something back in my day, right? And he'll stop and go, "Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a great surprise for you." Okay, and 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 coming up right now, it's like Sting, and Sting walks onto the stage, and people go bananas. Okay, they go, "This is unreal," you know, the Rolling Stones freaking showed up, so so. Johnson's doing that. The Rock is doing that. Like we don't know the Super Bowl is going to happen here in two minutes, right? You know what I mean? To be, be a little or, different, or that, we, or that we haven't had seven hours of getting to know these two teams, player by player, <laughs> story after story. The Rock's going to roll in in the final two minutes before they actually kick off and tell us who these two teams yeah. are. Yeah, exactly. Like there's going to be, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there was, you know, that he's going to say. By by the way, you know, they're also on the halftime show. Okay, is uh, brought to you by uh, Amazon. We're all going to be flown to the moon or something, you know? Oh, yeah. okay, that's cool. I get it, Rock. Yeah, but so stupid. <laughs> so yeah, stupid. it was a little odd for sure. And certainly the commercials always draw lots of attention. A lot of people just watch for the commercials, even though they can go online and find them. One commercial was just sent to me. I didn't even notice it because I was watching. I was at the mercy of Bell Media and they're subbing out of Canadian stuff. I know there's ways right. to do it. You don't have to email me. I know there's ways to do it, but I was... I was at a friend's house watching, and we had the CTV feed. But I don't know if you saw Larry David's very, very funny. Watch the long version of it, too. It goes about two and a half minutes. It's for cryptocurrency. And Larry oh, okay. Larry basically plays, um, he just basically goes back in time and plays all his ancestors at very important world events throughout time. He's an emperor here. He's at the uh, signing of the Declaration of Independence there. 
And he's basically shooting down his his ancestors are shooting down all these amazing ideas. A toilet. <laughs> we don't we don't go indoors. We're humans. We're outdoors. And <laughs> just basically shooting everything down along the way. Just hilarious. And then the the deal at the end is his buddies presenting the idea of cryptocurrency to him. And he and after he shot down every great invention of all time, he basically says, yeah, I don't think so. These cryptocurrencies, yeah, I don't think that's gonna. That's a terrible idea, and I'm never ever wrong about these things. Right. And, the, and then the motto was, "Don't be like Larry," um, and then buy your cryptocurrency. But oh my Funny. god, you, yeah, you make that your internet homework. It was okay. very very good. Um, seven million dollars per ad. How about that? Seven million dollars, James. What would you rather have? A thirty second ad that comes and goes, or would you like seven million dollars in your pocket? I, you know, remember when they when it hit a million. And that's when people started to freak out. Going, okay, I got to watch the Super Bowl ads. They're yeah. like like a million bucks, right? Um, my favorite Super Bowl stories, though, Steve, is I was at a party after the Super Bowl, and we were talking in a group with a couple of people, and everyone was talking exactly that, you know, several years ago, and everyone's going, "Did you know that those those guys are paying one million dollars?" Okay. A million freaking dollars for it. And then someone in the group standing around, Steve, having a cocktail went, well, who 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 pays the million? And I oh. went, oh, I was, sorry? <laughs> like, who pays the million? I said, well, Pepsi. Okay, Pepsi would be. She goes, they pay a million to who? Well, they would pay that to the NFL, you know. That, she goes, they got to pay. I <laughs> Are we on candid camera here? As I always say, yeah, yeah, they do. She goes, oh, I didn't know that. I, I, I thought, I thought they, you know, because Pepsi is such a huge company that they would just, they would want them to be on there, and they might even pay them to have their name associated with it. <laughs> you can't write it, Stevie. Okay? Yeah, you can't write it. You cannot make it up, pal. Okay. So. That reminds me of the Larry David ad I just described to you at one point in the Declaration of Independence. Larry standing up in front of everybody, going, "You mean." You want to give the people the right to vote? Yes. Even the stupid ones? <laughs> so good. And I think you found one there in that conversation. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, yeah. clearly. Uh, a couple of things uh, about on the football side of things. Cooper Cup, he was your MVP and why not? He had two touchdowns in the game. So many great plays. He was probably your league MVP this year as well. Just a terrific player. And uh, I wonder, though, because if, if you notice before the game winning touchdown, a little five yard, you know, quick, quick out pass that he uh, that decided the game two plays prior to that, he got absolutely smoked at the back of the end zone. And there were some people saying, should Cooper Cup have even been in that game to make that catch? Because if it happens at any other time, Jimmy, it's an automatic trip to the to that tent where they check him out like concussion spotters would a hundred times out of a hundred during the regular season, look at that hit and say, now that guy's got to get in the tent to be checked out. So mm -hmm. some people are saying he shouldn't have been even available to the Rams to make the big play. Right. That. And uh, like I say, Stevie, I think, I think they, they, they finally said, you know what, maybe we're not going to call them as we seize them, which is you right. know, the old, the old adage there with the referees that, uh, and they let a bunch of stuff go, including that, you know, the other one, though, Stevie, was where they thought the Rams would go down is uh, uh, Beckham Jr. there, right? Odell yep. Beckham, yep. right? Who got who got turfed off the last team he was on, right, with uh, Cleveland. Said, okay, get out of here. We don't want you anymore. And then I get there was some story. Someone phoned him. Went, get, well, get your ass over here. We'll take you, right? And then 
goes down with the knee injury, Stevie, and and Chris Collingsworth and Al Michaels like, oh boy, oh boy, yeah, they're they're. I mean, there's injuries all the time, but that one, Steve, that everyone was going, well, they're done. They'll never win the Super Bowl now without that guy, you know. Right. Uh, anyway, and yeah, and they, they even said Steve, Chris Collinsworth, who's so good, said they're going to just keep throwing the ball to Cup, no matter how many guys are covering him, no matter what. Right. And I said, well, that's stupid. You know, what if there's three guys, two or three guys, right? And sure enough, that's all they did was rip the guy the ball. And, uh, you know, hands down, that guy's MVP before they even score the final touchdown. That's a case of dance with who brung you because uh, Cooper Cup has been the security blanket all year long for Matthew Stafford. Stafford's a great story, of course. 12 years with the sad sack Detroit Lions. And the first year he gets traded over to a contender. He helps lead the Rams to a Super Bowl win. Of course, Aaron Donald was a great story as well. He was just a beast on defense, uh, right. basically shutting that game down because Cooper Cup gets the game-winning touchdown. Yeah, but there's still 90 seconds left. All since he has to do is get in field goal range, and Aaron Donald made two huge plays at the end to preserve the victory. So that was a special performance. I don't think anybody would have been surprised if Aaron Donald maybe uh, got MVP as well, but it was close and Cooper Cup would have been the guy I would have chosen as well. So anyway, another NFL season in the books and uh, pretty good theater to close it out. And Are you going to uh, be okay now that the NFL's over? You're a, you're like an NFL freak. Well, it's seven months. It's the longest off season there is. So it, it's uh, it's troubling for sure, but uh, I'll get by. I'm used to it. We've done yeah. it. I've done it 50 times. So. And yet the Super Bowl now, remember they used to say, I, I can't believe they're playing the Super Bowl into January. Yeah. Remember when that started? You, could, you know, God, enough already. Well into Feb, Stevie. So yeah. don't worry, Stevie, the window will get shorter and shorter. They'll start the season earlier and they'll drag it out longer. Yeah, it'll be a 40-game season before long. Uh, right. <laughs> let's take a time out on the program. When we come back, we got Olympic talk, some interesting things going on, and the Montreal Canadiens continue with their big changes and our final thoughts as well. Coming up after these words, we have some people we need to say thank you to for supporting this podcast, this fine podcast. They are great businesses. They are All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford. Jim K. Ford is your home of the all-new Ford Maverick. Designed to seize the day, this beautiful truck is built Ford tough and gives you the best of both worlds. Compact on the outside, but still big enough on the inside to seat five and store all your stuff not to mention the cool 8-inch touchscreen on your dash to help you get your work done. Learn more and pre-order the all-new Ford Maverick today at jimkford.com. With dozens of huge insurance companies fighting for your business, rates are incredibly competitive. That means you're better off selecting on fit rather than premiums, since they're all pretty close. Are you a client with a boat and a cottage or rentals and investments? Let's work together to find the right fit for you. Text 8606008, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. So what do you make of this whole Olympic thing that's going on right now? We have the Russians. We mentioned this in our last podcast episode. The Russians have had a recent history of uh, performance-enhancing drugs, and they've basically been pseudo-suspended. They can't even refer to themselves as Team Russia. They're the Russian Olympic Committee. And so this women's figure skating thing continues to get more and more interesting. We've got a young woman by the name of Camila Valieva, and she's only 15. So she's they, they describe her as a protected person. But she tested positive, as we mentioned in our last episode, for a banned substance. It's called trimetsidine. 
Uh, yeah. Probably I butchered the pronunciation of that. But she tested positive for this thing. And now they've decided um, they're still investigating. They've decided that she's going to be able to keep her team gold medal for now. And what's more, for now, she's still being ruled an active participant in these Olympics in the singles skating competition this week, of which she is the favorite. And uh, on top of everything else, they're not going to hold podium ceremonies if she wins the medal because they don't want to have to backtrack and strip golds and give give medals out. So it's just an absolute mess the way they're handling this thing. And what's your opinion of it all? Well, here, here's the here's the biggest joke of all, Steve, out of, out of this thing. Okay, first of all, when they ban Russia, okay, for the doping thing, it was a guy named uh, uh, Krushelnitsky, I think, who who got banned for four years and lost his bronze medal, and it meant other you know other team stuff. He had to turn it in. So out of that, Steve, they go, okay, you are not allowed to represent Russia anymore. Okay. So what we're going to do is you're going to have to go with, are you ready, Steve? The Russian Olympic Committee. Ooh. Oh, oh boy. What a huge restriction you've put on them now. Okay, what a massive, massive penalty that Russia has to incur here, Steve. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, oh my God, I didn't know, I didn't know the Russian Olympic Committee was, Russia? Yeah. Think about, think about <laughs> the citizens the, of Russia. The citizens of Russia won't have any idea who to cheer for now. Yeah, they won't. Oh, my God, their flag is not there, so they're not allowed to. So here's the deal, Steve. The, it's, it's, it's so punitive, Steve. So punitive. We are not letting you call yourselves Russia. All right, I'm okay with that. Okay. Can yeah. I still compete? Yeah, you're good to go. You're good to go. Okay. Now, we warned you. We've stripped you of the official name of your country, and you're going to have to go with ROC. Now, this happened again? Okay, I am sorry. You're not going to be allowed to participate in a ceremony. Yeah. What? It's just, a, it's it's an absolute joke. It's like, no, no, no you know, you, you were doing okay when you stripped the medal, okay? Dick Pound even came on and said, you know, this thing is just out of control. Okay, that maybe it's time for Russia to to get a time out here, Steve. You know, yeah, I'd say so. so. They have, they oh, really have no choice oh, oh. but to permit her to skate. But I guess the idea they want to restrict her celebration of the achievement, and that that that's basically them saying we expect her to win gold. Because honestly, right. if, if she wins bronze, how punitive is that for the gold medal winner and the silver medal who, winner who are, are doing it? Doing it right. Now, this thing is all being investigated. She may be cleared of everything. Don't get me wrong. But this is the fact that they're not holding a medal ceremony. The IOC is clearly expecting this girl to continue to, because they're appealing everything. They're doing right. B tests and things. So in the meantime, she gets to compete. And so it's just a gong show. And it's disappointing, really disappointing for the other athletes that are in there. And Canada right now continues to wait because in the team skate, they finished fourth. So they don't get to have uh, an opportunity to get on the podium because they're not going to do a podium ceremony for them either. So mm-hmm. it's not just any it's not just punishing the Russians, it's punishing the other young skaters who will be on the podium with her because they're not yeah. going to get that opportunity to just be part of that amazing moment. Yeah. So 
what I don't agree with, which which some people are saying, right, is, you know, is the Olympics really, a, is it really, you know, the country who is the team? You know, uh, I know that's that's what, you know, it kind of looks like ostensibly, that's what it looks like, but but really you're competing for yourself, okay? Unless you're on a team sport, mm-hmm. you know? So this, you know, the, these are the countries that are racking up medals, uh, you know, great, no problem, but really, really, what we're looking at here is, you know, Humphreys winning the bobsled again, right? Or, the, you know, who, whoever, right? These front Monobob. Runners. Monobob, yeah, the new one. Cool sport, by the way. Yeah, I didn't mind it. Um, yeah. So I, I'm not for everyone saying, well, you've, you've, got to, you've got to rip everything away from the whole country because uh, of this 15-year-old girl right, who tested for this heart improvement drug, right, she had a low heart rate or something and wanted to get it up or whatever it is. But clearly, if she didn't take this drug, she would not be able to perform as well. And so it becomes a banned substance. She's she's found positive for it. Uh, I don't agree with people saying, okay, now Russia, Russia cannot be allowed to come to the Olympics at all. And and maybe that's what Dick Pound is saying, but I, I, I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's right to all these other people who have spent their entire life you know, um, preparing for the Olympics and devoting their whole life because some other athlete on, on from my country who I have no idea who they are, I have no control over people testing positive or not, right? For drug, Steve, it's not, you know, uh, it, it's just out of my control, Yeah, right? If I, I'm a downhill skier here, why am, I, why am I not allowed to compete? Because a figure skater broke a rule. Right. So... What That's, I find really frustrating, and there's a lot of things to f- find frustrating here, that, that she was she tested positive for a banned substance on Christmas Day. Here it is on here it is February 14th as we're recording this, and we're still not clear on what's going on. Like, how can that not have been figured out and dealt with long before the Olympics even started? This was Christmas Day she tested positive, and I know they're, they're, the the fifteen year old thing plays into it. It's like a young offender scenario. They call her a protected person because she is 15, which essentially right. means she's too young to fully understand what substances she might be taking. But I, I, how, I mean, how it's changed. Like the first time we heard about steroids, basically, or, or banned substances was Ben Johnson in 1988. Ben Johnson won a gold medal on a Saturday. On Monday, he tested positive. On mm-hmm. Monday, he was thrown off the Olympic team and had his gold medal stripped away. Boom, shakalaka, 48 right. hours from start to finish, what's going on in this case? Christmas Day? How can right. this not have been dealt with by now? It's ridiculous, right? Which makes you think there, there's, there's, you know, it's collusion that we need Russia involved in this thing. Are they, are they heavy-handed? You know, uh, is this a scam? You know, what, what, what's happening with this thing, right? So, because I, I've always thought it's, it's incredible that someone would test positive. Um, for a banned substance when, when you know, this, this thing has been at the forefront for years now in the Olympics going, okay, before you put anything, you know, into your body, uh, should we check if it's a banned substance or not, boys? Yeah, okay, let's get a hold of them and see. So it, it, it's really beyond comprehension that she ends up taking something that they test for and she's positive. So why does that happen, Steve? Just saying, Stevie. Just saying here that they tried to mask it. Ah. Uh, that they right? And that's that's happened before. It's the only logical reason that I would think someone tests positive for 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 dope 
when when you would never you would never put so much as an aspirin, Stevie. If you've got the Olympics coming up in a month or two, you wouldn't do it. You no. know, be, before it was like fully cleared. You know, signed, sealed, delivered. You're okay. Go ahead and take it. Yeah. So maybe they're trying to mask. You know. We'll keep busted. an eye on that story. It's uh, certainly one of the interesting ones and unfortunate uh, that uh, we're still dealing with this. Um, other Olympic notes, because we got to wrap up here, in that both uh, both of us have schedules where our time runs short. The U.S. women's hockey team, in a shocking, shocking development, will be taking on Canada in the gold medal game. Um, they've been uh, they've been bumping heads for a very long time, and well, it's another special moment in women's hockey for for one for all the marbles. So that's going to be good. Canada's men, who, by the way, are wearing a red uniform. I still don't know what that is. That, is that meant to be a maple leaf? Is it meant to be like a, I don't know, a, po- <laughs> I know a profile of a dinosaur or something? I don't know yeah. what it is exactly. But anyway, yeah. uh, they're going to have It's a band to- logo, Steve. They shouldn't yeah. be allowed. Yeah, it's yeah. under the band logo. If, if it's not, it should be. That's no doubt about that. Uh, but Canada's going to take on China again. I watched uh, that game, Canada-China, on Sunday morning, our time. Canada won five nothing. It was it was really choppy. Like the puck was not settled for anybody. It was really weird. Like they did they not freeze the pucks over there? But I'd never seen so much fumbling of the puck in my life. So Canada wins over China five nothing. And the way it all plays out, we didn't finish in the top four, so we don't get the automatic bye to the quarterfinals. We have to play a qualification qualification round game, and it's against China again. So they shouldn't have any problem there. But uh, that'll be happening in the next game for them. And the last thing I want to mention is that the Habs who have come up with a new president here, a new general manager, a new head coach in Marty St. Louis, which we talked about in the last episode, and now they're going to work on the roster. They have traded away as they begin their rebuild. They're just horrific, dead last in the NHL by a long shot. They've traded away Tyler Toffoli to the Calgary Flames, and they get a first-rounder, a fifth-rounder, Emil Heinemann, and Tyler Pitlick. So the Habs are beginning a pretty serious rebuild here. So I think that... uh, Any veteran they have on that team, it's one of those uh, everything must go, midnight madness kind of thing. Right. I love the blockbuster trade. We don't yep. hear them much anymore. Remember, they were. Uh, I, I used to tune in, man, to the trade deadline, but there just hasn't been those, those many that many big trades, you know, after the last few years. How about this one, Stevie? If you're Marty St. Louis, do you think you want to take that job when the statement they make about him, okay, is... Because I'm signing up all day long, Stevie, when they said, we're, we've, we've uh, hired Marty St. Louis as our head coach. And it's we, we don't care how many games he wins or loses. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, we don't worry about don't worry about wins or losses, Marty. You're our guy. Okay, I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll sign up for that. Because wins and losses don't mean anything in, in uh, sports, Stevie. In Montreal, mean, of all places, where the yeah. where the uh, pressure to win is maybe higher than anywhere else on the planet. Yeah. Could you imagine your season's ticket holder going, this announced today, the Montreal front office has told Marty St. Louis, don't worry about wins and losses, pal. You're solid. You're solid here. Yeah. We'll see how long, we'll see how that goes, Stevie. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, easier said than done, no doubt about that. We gotta go. Uh, we want to remind you that our website, easystopstevewproject.com, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, we love your feedback, uh, Patreon memberships as well. If you're loving the show, we uh, we always appreciate memberships. So we uh, we appreciate you being with us today as well. We look forward to talking to you on our next episode. James, enjoy your day, and we shall talk to you soon. Good night, everybody. We'll see you. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. 
Please subscribe today or support us on Patreon at stevewproject.com.